You're listening to Selfish the Podcast. This is the place where we make much ado about you. I'm your host, Allie Martin. Thanks for joining me. Amy Kaufman has such a fun job. While it probably wasn't fun to be banned from the Bachelor set, I love her story of being able to make the best of that situation. I can't wait for you all to hear the insider scoop she lays out for us in this interview. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Amy. Thank you for having me, girl. (laughs) So first, tell us about yourself. Whoa, that is a broad one. (laughs) Um, I am 32. Um, I work at the Los Angeles Times, and I've worked here pretty much since I got out of college for about eight years. And um, I cover, film is technically my beat, but I cover a lot of um, pop culture stuff, you know, celebrity or, you know, lifestyle things that are crazy and out there like goop or that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and then some more serious stuff too. Like last year I was doing a lot of um, investigative work on um, me, during the Me Too movement. And Um, I just had a book come out um, about The Bachelor, which is called Bachelor Nation, Inside the World of America's Favorite Guilty Pleasure. And it's sort of a behind-the-scenes look at how um, the television franchise works and why we're all so obsessed with it. So we got connected because of this book, and it's very much in line with what we have on this show. Uh, And it was a very brave thing for you to do, especially after what happened that led you to write it. So tell us about that. Yeah, so um, I was recapping the show for the LA Times and, you know, just fun little recaps, snarky, just like everyone kind of does <laughs> talking about the show. And that for a few years, um, and as a result of that, we get to go to sort of, you know, um, special tapings of the show, like, you know, the reunions or interview cast people or, you know, talk to Chris Harrison, the host, every now and again. And then one day, um, I just suddenly stopped getting invited to things. And so um, thought that was weird and reached out. And my editor reached out to the um, ABC publicity team. And basically, they were we were told that my coverage was too negative. And so effectively, I was kicked out of Bachelor Nation. Um, and that sort of, you know, got my gears turning and thinking about what what is so bad about what I'm saying? Why are they so conscious of their image? What do they have to hide? And led me to writing the book. So I think you're very similar to me and a lot of girls that watch the Bachelor franchise. You like to laugh at the contestants, but also you want to believe in that type of love at first sight. So in the, I I love this, in the book you say, a part of me, 32 years old, single and tendering up a storm, wants to believe in the fantasy. And just a side note, I met my husband on Tinder, so keep oh it up. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Keep yes. it up. <laughs> but truly, what is it about this show that keeps us coming back time and time again? I mean, yeah, that's why I think there is more to it than it's easy to say, you know, it's such a train wreck and I love making fun of it and yeah, that's super fun and with my friends, that's definitely the vibe we slide into when we're all around the couch, you know laughing and and joking about the extreme personalities, but, um, I wouldn't be watching it just for that. You know, by the end, I always turn into a mush ball and I always want, um, the couples to work out. And I think that, um, the relationships on the show, even though they seem super old school and traditional and really kind of are, um, in, in terms of how they portray gender roles and that kind of thing, 
um, it like harkens back to the sort of fairy tales we were told as young girls and all that stuff is super, um, you know, it's, it's very much in our subconscious, I think, and maybe in, even in our conscious, but definitely in our subconscious. And, um, we want that more than we're maybe willing to admit. Hmm. So in the book, you mention you would never pass the bachelor unwritten rules into getting into the show because A, you're only five foot one and B, you don't drink. So first I just have to say, I think we need to be friends because I'm only five foot one and I also don't drink. So I think we just need to have our own show. Um, so shorties, shorties without out, like what are we calling that? Totally. That works. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, you share how this show has warped America's view of romance. Tell us about that. I mean, well, I don't know how strongly, you know, it's hard to like decipher what it's, is kind of a chicken or an egg thing. Like what we were just talking about with the fairy tales, because you know, um, we read those as, as kids, we watch Disney movies and we, you know, that progresses into romantic comedies. And I don't know how much of it has to do with like those stories we've been told and we see them reflected on the bachelor, um, or those the kind of dates they set up on the bachelor come from, from ideals like that. Or if it's the bachelor really perpetuating those ideals and, and making us think that that's like the, the standard of what mm-hmm. is the most romantic and the most over the top, you know? Mm-hmm. So give us a sneak peek into some of the funny stories that were revealed to you when you were doing the Bachelor interviews. Like what are some, what's the craziest behind the scenes happening that maybe is not out there for public consumption? I don't know. I think like the best, the thing that really like, I think will change the way I watch The Bachelor is just understanding um, like what a unique environment and bubble these people are in. I mean, they literally call it a bubble because you don't have access to the internet or phone or movies or books or television and you have an open bar at your disposal and then everyone in the house is talking about how great this one guy is and then the producers are all telling you how great this one guy is and how great you would be for him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, that is alone would totally mess with your mind. And then, you know, the interviews – um, that you're doing to give all the sound bites for the show, which really craft your narrative. Like you're in this environment where it's sort of like a police interrogation. It's like this one-on-one thing that happens after a point in the day where maybe you're really tired and a little drunk and you just want to get out of there. So you give in to a sound bite or a suggestion they're, they're offering mm-hmm. in terms of like what you should say. And um, that just gave me a huge sense of like, oh, okay, this is why people seem crazy because they are temporarily kind of crazy. So those interviews that happen, that's that's been a question in my mind. Obviously, they interject those sound bites in between and like maybe an entire date. They're doing those sound bites after the fact, but maybe do they know that maybe if it was a two-on-one that they have already been kicked off or do they do those right before they reveal the results? Do you know? There's a mix, you know, like they're called ITMs, which is in the moment. So sometimes they literally are, you know, like the date's happening. They pull you aside for 10 minutes to, mm, to okay. like, how is this going for you? Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, then there's like the accent interviews. And then as you were saying, sometimes they even, um, if you guys pay attention quick, like closely, you can see sometimes, oh, wow, her makeup's way better in this interview than in this one, but she's wearing the same clothes. That's because like they'll do pickups, you know, months afterwards where they say, come back in this outfit and talk about that date. Um, don't have enough about it yeah interesting 
So back to the book, I know that there's, obviously there's controversy around you releasing this book. I want to know what's been the most difficult part about getting this book out there? I mean, frankly, knock on wood, literally knocking on wood, (laughs) but, um, you know, the bachelor and ABC just have so far said no comment because I think they don't want to give, um, you know, any attention to it, which Mm -hmm. is cool by me. Um, but you know, early on, it definitely was in my mind that there could be some legal threats out there. Warner Brothers sent me a letter sort of um, reminding me that these people all had contracts and, um, you know, I, I got a lawyer. We obviously vetted the book thoroughly um, with, with Penguin Random House's legal team. So there, I just had to be cautious um, of making sure what I was putting out there was totally solid and that my sources were all comfortable. And so, you know, that, that can be really nerve wracking. So on the flip side of that, what's been the most fun part about writing this book? Um, probably getting to know some of these crazy characters who you see on TV and being like, okay, I'd actually chill with this girl. Or like, I date Mm. that guy, you know, that Mm -hmm. you see, um, that a lot of these people are just like you. And, um, you know, it's so easy for us to like, in the book Diablo Cody, because I interview a couple of, um, or a few celebrities in between each chapter and the screenwriter Diablo Cody is one of them. And she says like, openly, you know, um, part of why I watch this is because it allows me to feel superior to other people. Like all oh, these girls with their small hometown dreams of just getting married and popping out a ton of kids. And, like I'm an Oscar winning screenwriter kind of thing. And I think it's easy to like slip into that, but really, um, as I was saying before, we're not actually that different than these people on the show. And so getting to interview so many of them, um, and breaking that, that image down was like refreshing for me. Who's been your favorite person to interview or get to know? Um, I really like Charlene Joint. She was um, on Juan Pablo season and she's, she was an opera singer and she was mm-hmm. someone who mm-hmm. the season. Um, and I like her because she was like the rare person who was able to recognize, you know, um, yes, I'm super sexually attracted to The Bachelor, but he is not marriage material. And so yes. as I was describing in that environment, it's so hard to like trust your gut instinct. And so the fact that she was able to, I think is fascinating. Is there anything that goes on um, during The Bachelor that might surprise us? I know you mentioned like it, it is very much like a bubble, but is there anything that when you started these interviews, you thought that is something that I don't think anybody would have ever guessed? Um, I guess I was surprised to learn that sometimes the producers will drink with the contestants. Um, Interesting. You know, like there was one guy in particular who said he was hired as the party producer. Like he, his hunch is that he was hired because he was young and he liked to drink and he could hold his liquor. And so if the contestants were interested in doing that, he could kind of like bro down with them and, you know, not <laughs> force anyone to, to drink, but at least make them feel more comfortable if they were to, you know, mm-hmm. that they, they were in together. So sticking to the theme of this show, what are your personal favorite ways to be selfish? Um, I don't know why this just came to mind, but my favorite thing to do recently is to listen to an audiobook on my couch. Like yes. instead of reading, I will um, dim all the lights and like get my dog on the couch and put, put some candles on, light some candles, and then listen to an audiobook, which I think is just like a very relaxed, it makes me feel lazy. Like I can't even read, I physically can't read the book. What's yeah. wrong? With, like, no, I just like 
taking it in that way on a Friday night. And sometimes my roommates have come home and been like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I enjoy this. <laughs> I love that. That's a great yeah. one. Is there um, anything you wish you could be doing more? I wish I journaled more. Um, mm. Because when I was young, I was a, when I was a teenager, that was really how I got into writing. And I'll go back and read my journals from when I was, you know, 13 to 15. And I'm like, wow, I was so overflowing with emotion. And of course that oh, comes yes. being a teenager, but, um, I'm like, am I ever going to feel as passionately as I did back then? And I think another, I mean, maybe I would find that a lot of the things I reflected in a journal weren't that different from back then, but I just, you know, after a long day at your job, who wants to come home and like debrief in your journal. So I, I wish that I could keep up that practice as an adult. I'm so I'm surprised that you're able to go back and read yours because I am so mortified I cannot read mine. Really? So mortified. Why? Like, why did I feel that way? Oh my gosh, that is so crazy. I was so like you said, so full of emotion, but I'm like embarrassed by it. I'm like, oh man, I no, was a hot mess. Well, own it. You're like a teenager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So what's next for Amy? I don't know, man. I've been, you know, toying around with some new book ideas because um, this this was a really fun experience and I'm mm -hmm. interested in diving in again. But um, I don't know if it should be something else I should investigate or something more personal. And of course, I still have my day job at the LA Times. So interviewing actors and watching movies and all that stuff back in LA. So fun. Well, yeah. I'm so envious of your job. You, you have a, a really fun job and uh, I'm sure there's days where it probably doesn't feel that way, but, um, you know, I, I'm really glad that I got to see a little bit of insight um, into your world. So thank you so much for sharing that with us, Amy. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to Selfish. You can find show notes on SelfishThePodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend about Selfish and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,